What a man. My favorite aspect of this last section was the glorious portrait of Pierrot. Before we met him, when we knew him only by vague allusion in the conversation between Thaddeus and Dauverny, they had said of him, What a man. Now that we have been given our own glimpse, we can say, What a man indeed. He is a figure of colossal stature and Herculean strength. He can turn the wheel of a sugar mill with more speed and endurance than a horse. He can do the work of ten men, and does, just to spare them punishment for idleness. He snaps the master's whip in half like it was a piece of straw, breaks the bonds of his irons with ease, and is forced to stoop in his cell, too tall for a prison. He has a nobility of bearing that, despite his being a slave, makes it seem apt for him to call himself a king. Who among you did not want to hang his portrait on your wall after this description by Dauverny? Quote, I recollected, not without astonishment, the air of severity and majesty printed on his face, the brightness of his eyes, the whiteness of his teeth against the shining blackness of his skin, the large forehead surprising on a negro, the scornful swelling which gave to the thickness of his lips and nostrils something proud and powerful, the nobleness of his courage, the beauty of his form, which, however thin and degraded by fatigue of daily work, had still a development, so to speak, Herculean. It seemed to me that there was something imposing in the aspect of this slave, and I said that he would compare very well to a king." Unquote. Though he is a Congo, a class of men ordinarily treated by the native-born slaves with contempt, he is revered by his fellows, so much that he has but to make a sign to be implicitly obeyed. The other slaves would line up to accept a punishment in his place, and even Dauverny, once he learns of the man's character, becomes eager to see him and serve him. That same loyal devotion is seen in the dog Rask, who growls protectively, sits at his feet, serves as his messenger, and when Piero is gone, disappears after him. He is utterly fearless, even in the face of death, if he must brave danger to defend his values. He fights off an alligator to save the woman he loves. He assaults the plantation master to stop his cruelty against another slave. And when he thinks Dauverny has come as his executioner, he says calmly and with the innocence of a child, I am ready. He is capable of a boundless depth of love and breadth of passion. When the woman he loves runs to another man's arms, this man of unconquerable will and superhuman strength is so devastated he wants to succumb to death. When this man with the body and bearing of a Hercules learned of his love's engagement, his head fell into his trembling hands, whilst his bosom rose and fell with heavy sighs. And yet he has a sense of honor that he elevates even over that ardent love. When he learns that Marie is engaged to Dauverny, the man he comes to call brother, he accepts his fate with serenity and even benevolence. His ability to regard Dauverny as a brother, despite his being both a rival in love and one of the race of people to whom he had been so cruelly subjugated, 
shows a heroic strength of character. Perhaps his most striking quality is the one I have the hardest time putting into words. Maybe you can help? It is the part of his soul that prompts him to hand the plantation owner an axe and say, if you wish to strike me, at least take this. Or that would impel him not just to bear any punishment at the hand of his overseers, but to assist at the performance as if they were merely performing a duty. Or that induces him to stay inside his prison cell and starve, though he escapes every day to get food for his dog. His own explanation is that to do otherwise would be to allow his persecutors to think he was afraid. It is some form of fanatical pride, and it gives him a larger-than-life heroism, but I'm at a loss as to how precisely to define it. I only know I love this man. What a man he is.